Please be advised that this episode may contain strong language and spoilers. Hello and welcome to What the Forks, a podcast in which we revisit a teenage obsession, Stephanie Meyer's Twilight Saga. We're still finding out if our love for this series will shine eternal or crumble to ash under close inspection. I'm Isaac. And I'm Chloe. And in this episode, we're talking about chapter 23 of the novel Life and Death Twilight Reimagined. So I was supposed to get a chess piece. A tattoo. A tattoo? I was like, a chest piece. Yeah, where I just pierce my entire chest. I was thinking like something that you wear and then because we're recording, I was like, like a microphone on your chest or some kind of body cam. A body cam. You're going to like just live stream your whole life? Like the circle. Yeah, or I'm just going to show my breasts. Oh. Show how like they're similar to Kristen Stewart. Have we ever shared this information? Oh no. <laughs> I think this might be breaking news. Breaking news, everybody and dear listeners. My breasts used to be identical to Kristen Stewart. And I found this out once when Isaac and I were watching On the Road, which she stars in. And I remember us pausing it because I was like, hang on a second. I've seen those before. It's like that episode of Friends where Joey finds his hand model. I found my bosom buddy (laughs) but i have since probably gained more weight than kristen stewart so we've grown apart so now i have to find a new one oh i hate when you have to find a new tit twin i know oh and it's like do you put that on gumtree like how do you facebook marketplace (laughs) seeking tit twin and this is not really the ideal forum because it's audio. Mm. Still, if you're listening to this and you're listening to Chloe's voice and you're like, it sounds like she has my breasts. <laughs> Get in touch. <laughs> Please. Tell me about this tattoo. You were supposed to have a tattoo. Yes. So I was supposed to have it originally in March. Couldn't do it in March. Well, it was just kicking off because I got my most recent tattoo in March and I just got it before. Shit went down. So I was very busy and I was like, I'm really sorry. Can I reschedule? It wasn't a problem. So we rescheduled it to May. Obviously in May, Tattoo Studios were shut. It has now been, I think it was Monday, wasn't it? It's this Monday that Tattoo Studios are now open. But I got an email about my chest piece going you know still booked you in however to be safe artists are not going to do anything near the face so that includes neck shoulder and chest which is totally understandable and great but i just want this fucking tattoo so you still have the appointment she was like i don't know when hopefully soon but when things improve i'll let you know okay well you know what it's always better cannot stress it enough in these times it is always better to wait until you are confident until we can all know that it's safe Mm. i'm glad you've still got your appointment though yeah i just want to be covered in them Tattoos, that is not... Not covered in appointments. <laughs> Are you ready? This could potentially be our shortest episode ever. It could be, because we're talking about chapter 23, mm. The Choice, mm. which uh, in our editions is a grand total of four pages <laughs> long. Should it have been a chapter at all? This is a meeting that could have been an email. Yes. It is late morning on Wednesday the (laughs) 23rd of March 2005. Bo is still screaming on the floor of the dance studio. 
Joss lunges at Bo, but is suddenly pulled back by something Bo cannot see. Bo can hear Edith, Corrine, and Archie in the room with him. They get to work trying to save Bo's life and stem his bleeding. It takes a few attempts for Bo to draw their attention to his hand, but eventually they see that he has been bitten. Edith hurriedly begins to suck the venom out of Bo's flaming finger, but Archie slaps her and tells her it's too late. Bo will have to either die or be turned into a vampire. Edith is devastated, but Archie is impatient for Bo's transformation, and when Corrine refuses, he moves to put his venom in Bo. But Edith stops him, insisting that Bo must be given a choice. Half dead and delirious with pain, Bo tells Edith that he just wants to stay with her. The chapter ends as Edith bites into Bo's neck. And that is where we leave chapter 23. Is it a chapter? <laughs> I mean, it's a chapter. It's been set aside as a chapter. I, You know what? I think it works. Okay. It's different. It's quirky. I mean, it's not that different. It's not that quirky. <laughs> I understand it was probably like a short chapter to get the readers like, oh my God, this is the big difference. Also, this is like where stuff stops now. For a book that really doesn't like to give the reader anything to be excited about, we've had <laughs> stuff to be excited about for many a chapter now. Since the game, yeah. this is the moment where I assume we'll get back to being bored out of our minds yeah. well i must say i was on such a high from the last episode and the last chapter but i was devastated at the beginning of this chapter because we don't even get a goodbye joss just leaves she is killed nothing i think it's important to note that this is the second chapter whose title differs from the equivalent chapter in Twilight, before that was just changing Carlisle to Corrine. Whereas this is a totally different chapter mm -hmm. with a totally different title. So we literally have no idea what is coming now because we've gone off the rails. Yeah. Maybe next chapter we will see Joss again, or maybe we'll have some, at least some info. Maybe. I hope we'll get some info, but she didn't get to say goodbye. Yeah, I'm with you. It, it was pretty sad. It was really sad. I was like, Joss, the best thing about this entire novel. But I was excited when I saw the different title of the chapter, The Choice, because you may recall, the equivalent chapter is called The Angel. And uh. I spent... <laughs> that whole chapter wanting someone to punch me in the face because I hated it so much. So I was thrilled. I thought this chapter is already better, not only because it's two pages shorter, <laughs> but also because it's got a better title. Yeah. The choice. The choice. What is the choice that's being made? We shall see. Well, you just said it in the plot, but... Yeah, yeah, we know. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Bo is suffering quite a lot. When Edith and Archie and Corrine get to him, Edith is just not listening to him. Well, I mean, she's very panicked. She is. She's not in any way keeping her cool demeanour. And I understand why. But usually she's on it. And I would usually be here for it when Edith is like ignoring him and thinks she knows best. But it's just really annoying. I'm like, he's, his hand! The hand! Uh, but that's because we're in Bo's POV. He is trying to speak to her, but he says his mouth was disconnected from the rest of him. Mm. Bo says that even screaming, she sounded like an angel. Yes. And for a second, I was like, Ugh! 
but like an angel. And it's just a little nod at Twilight there. At least Bo can identify that it's Edith. Yes, not an angel. I'm glad that through all of his pain, he can recognise that. Then there's the scalpel going yes. on. With the, so they're making the cut bigger in order to get the venom out. I don't know. I don't really understand what the scalpel's for. I freaked out a bit with the squeamish part of me. And then the line, fresh blood was welling from the wound. Uh, uh, (laughs) uh, No, makes my forehead go a bit clammy. Um, (laughs) I mean, I don't hate it because it's effective, but um, yeah, it made me go a bit weak. (laughs) And then... Edith is sucking this venom. Yeah, she going crazy. Really trying to get those flames out of Bo's finger. Yeah. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and Archie kind of is trying to stop her from doing that. And he says, Edith, look. At what? I don't know. Is he saying like like literally to look at something? Or is he saying look as in listen and understand? Look. Or is he in that moment having visions so quickly that he almost loses touch with reality for a moment? And it's like, look, forgetting that she can't see what he's seeing. Yes, but she can. Oh my God, but she can because it's in... Yes. (gasps) Yeah. Oh, okay. So fine. I understand the line. I just went on the journey. I understand. (laughs) Everyone at home has been screaming at their phones. Shall we move on then? (laughs) So Archie slaps some sense into Edith, quite literally. How do we feel about that? Um, It's very cliche okay so that's how you feel about it uh, no i'm just i yeah. don't know how i feel about it i don't know how i should feel about it look i don't want to obviously i don't want to glamorize this violence mm. but i didn't hate it no me neither that's why i'm oh. like so conflicted that's why yeah. i'm like it's it is a cliche trope you know slapping some sense into someone like snap out of it gonna have to gender it we are a man slapping a woman yeah but it wouldn't be any more okay if it was a woman slapping a man either exactly yes they are vampires but it doesn't make a difference i don't know i just think it was urgent and i appreciate archie's passion Mm. and his urgency his impatience I think this just strengthens our theory that this has all been a ploy for Archie and Jessamine. (laughs) He's like, I didn't make an oath, slapping Edith, let me fucking do it. (laughs) Now's the time. You think that their threesome relies on him being a vampire? (laughs) Or dying, I think. What? No, I... But no, are you... We said this all could have been a ploy and they just want to kill the human. Oh, to kill him, yeah. But I thought they were going to kill him to feed on him, not kill him to have sex with the body. No, I don't think that either. That didn't even cross my head. Okay, right. You. No, no. You are not putting this on me. We can rewind the tape. I just said, so what, you think their threesome relies on him being a vampire? And you said... Or him dead. Yes. Because <laughs> that, because I was like, or him dead, like, not the threesome. Right, fine, okay. Disgusting. But then if he dies in front of everyone now, they can't feed on him. They can feed on him. They were like, look, I was supposed to change him, but it was too late, but he's dead oh, now, so. Okay, so Archie is rushing forward to just drain. Bo's body. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> I don't believe it. No, but that we had a theory. I appreciate the alternate reading there. Yeah. I think the stronger theory is that they have freaky deaky shit planned for their threesome <laughs> that Bo would only 
realistically enjoy and possibly survive as a vampire. Right. So Archie just wants to hurry this up and get with inserting his venom into that. Ooh, look Depositing. La 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 la. Depositing Don't his... Don't deposit anything. Powerful Stop. essence. Ah! into keep your powerful essence away from me so when archie is like we're too late we've got to change him and you know we're like boom this is it this is the moment boom this is where everything goes off the rails because bella was saved Bo is either gonna die or be turned into a vampire and like no spoilers but we've got two chapters left <laughs> kareen is like um, I made an oath. Archie's like, hurry up, we gotta change him. And she's like, I can't do this because I have made an oath. An oath about what then? Because she's changed. What is this oath? <laughs> yeah. This sent me through like a Google wormhole. Oh no. I was looking up like the Hippocratic Oath. It is an ancient Greek construct. And it boils down to basically, I swear to do no harm. Yeah. So that, to me anyway, seemed like the obvious thing that she's referring to. But at what point would she have taken this oath? Because as you were just saying, she's made a whole family. (laughs) A whole coven. It's not like she hasn't done this before. Yeah. She don't like Bo. She don't want Bo in the family. (laughs) She's like, I made that oath that one time. And like, Carlisle didn't have this problem. No. Because there were other points in the story where... like It was going to be Carlisle. At the end of New Moon, when it's like, you have to change me, it was going to be Carlisle. Then it was the whole thing in Bella's truck with Edward. Like, she obviously wants Edward to do it. And he says, my condition is that you marry me. Yeah. So Carlisle was fine with it. Kareen is like, I don't want Bo in my coven. This isn't my choice. Let's put Joss in our coven. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, let's spice things up a bit. I think she'd be more valuable. She stole a plane. (laughs) She's got chutzpah. She's really good at making videos. She's artistic. She's an indie filmmaker. She needs our support. We have money. Yeah. She's got ideas and a plane. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, odd. And really weird. It got me thinking like is there another oath? Like are we going to hear about this or are we not going to hear about this? Maybe because the last person she changed would have been Eleanor. So maybe after Eleanor she was like, well, I suppose everybody's got a partner but Edith, but she's going to make us all pay for that. So I swear I will not do this anymore. Yeah, so has there been some kind of almost religious experience Mm. that has led her to make an oath to God or just to herself? Maybe because of the pain that Royal Mm. has had with leaving the family behind and and all of the things we've been through. Which then, I mean, does open up Corrine's character quite a lot, this idea that actually she regrets or feels guilt Mm. for creating her family. But this is things that we have just made up true (laughs) but then we get to the titular choice yes i believe yes we do because we think the choice is gonna be edith's to make is she going to give Bo the vampiric life that she really did not want him to have or is she gonna let him die actually she does not make the choice no she doesn't she says he deserves a choice and what struck me about that is that that is not something that edward would ever say no his real number one thing was that bella should have no choice (laughs) ever Yeah, he was her main obstacle. He was happy for her to essentially just be dressed by his sister. Yep. 
He broke up with her when he decided the relationship was no longer good for her. Yeah. He attempted suicide without thinking about anyone else. Yeah. He tortured his family for decades. Yes. When he was single. He was a dick. This is where Edith really becomes her own character. I mean, you know, she has done questionable things in the past and we have called her out for it when she hasn't given him a choice. But at this pivotal moment, she has the time and clarity in her head to go, no, it has to come from him. And I'm like, maybe she's finally learned about consent. Like maybe she was reading a really good book on the way to Phoenix and was like, Huh. Maybe I shouldn't have been watching him sleep for all those months. Huh. Instantly, like, their relationship is more valid than Bella and Edward. Yes. If you don't want to live like this, I won't fight you. I'll respect what you want. And I was like... That's sexy. Hot. Yeah. I also did go, this is great and all, but time is ticking, babe. Yeah, (laughs) it's true. Like, I am still with Archie. I'm kind of... I'm with both. I, I think it's very, very good and far more romantic that Edith wants to give Beau a choice. But at the same time, I get Archie's hurry yeah because that heart still needs to be beating for the venom to work and he's like dude (laughs) he just needs to get his mouth on Bo's body (laughs) because even after this heartfelt moment and edith gets her answer is that an answer (laughs) in my head it's a very clear response and i understand he's suffering a lot but we need a clear response yes change me into a vampire no let me die it was an open question Because she said, tell me what you want, Bo. Anything. We really needed like a yes, no question. Like, there is actually like an infinite number of responses to that question. Yes! He's like, I just want you. That doesn't mean he's ready to be a vampire. I just want you to kill yourself so we can be together in heaven. I just want you to be in charge of the funeral. I just want you to always remember that this was your fault. (laughs) Because does he say, I want you, Edith, or does he say, I want you? He says, you. I spit through my teeth. Just you. And she says, are you sure? (laughs) And then he says, yes. Just let me stay with you. No, I mean, I would interpret that the same way. Let me stay with you means let me not die. I don't know. I don't know. It's not clear. Mm. Also, he could be talking to Archie here. Oh, yeah. So Edith gets her answer. Bo says what he wants. Mm-hmm. And still Archie's like, out of my way, Edith. <laughs> it's like she was literally about to bite him. Yeah. Out of my way. He still just needs to sink his teeth into Bo's beautiful bottom. Mm. And so Edith bites Bo. Yeah, that final bite. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. This is what like we thought was going to happen at the dance. Yeah. This is that moment, except they're not at prom. But you can still kind of hear that. I was a fat house cat. I know. I really love the last line, actually, of this chapter. Bo can hear her teeth cutting his skin. Ooh, that was mm. another moment that sent me on a bit of a funny turn. <laughs> the, the, the He can hear I know. the quiet sound of her teeth cutting through my skin. Mm. What is the sound that teeth make through skin? Oh, I don't want to think about that. Well, exactly. So anyway, that is the chapter... What was your best bit? My best bit was Archie. Yeah, me too! Yeah. Yes! 
I just love his sass and he gets shit done. He's so determined to change Bo. He knows what he's doing. But also what I love about Archie in this chapter, particularly compared to Alice, is his knowledge, how sure he is of himself. Alice is so unsure. I think Archie and Alice are actually very different, partly because there are so many plot holes when it comes to Alice's visions. Yeah. Whereas here we have Archie in the situation able to access his knowledge of the future based on the decisions that are made. He knows more than anyone else in that room. In Twilight, Bella is dying, but then it's Carlisle that says, there might be a chance. And he says, see if you can suck the venom back out. And Alice responds to Carlisle, Will that work? Mm. The fact that Carlisle is leading the charge there with a possibility, a kind of medical theory, maybe this will stop her from turning into a vampire. And Alice is asking, is that a possibility? As soon as Carlisle had that little theory in his head and made the decision to share it, she would have got several future possibilities popping into her head. Well, she should have already known. Basically, that was all very muddy. It doesn't really hold up. This holds up much better. And I really appreciate it. And what was your worst part? I really struggled to come up with the worst part. Really? Yeah, I don't really have one. Um, I think that's a big mistake. Clearly the worst part is that Joss, we assume, is killed, <laughs> but we don't get a fucking goodbye. Hashtag justice for Joss. Oh my God, you are not. You are taking away our Jess hashtag. We can have both. We can have two strong women who we stand With the first initial J. Yeah, there's a reason they're all awesome. Burning question time, burn me with your question. Okay, it's four pages. It was quite hard to come up with a question relating just to this chapter. Oh really, I have, I have one. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's not how the burning question works. I know. So I ask you, Chloe. Yes. If a vampire had broken all your bones and you were bleeding to death, what sound would make you go, ah, this is heaven? Oh my. Oh, the sound, the sound of heaven for me. Oh. I know. I know. I've got it. I've got it. You know, in Hercules, you know, the, the gospels. The muses. Oh, yeah. We are the muses, goddesses of the arts and proclaimers of heroes. Heroes like Hercules. How do you mean Hercules? Our story, them. I just want them. And I want them to be like, ah! you can see from the mountain top, a star is born. Yeah. It's, it's better than I could have hoped for. <laughs> that was wonderful. That was, I felt it. I felt like I was in heaven. What question did you have? So I had written, should this be how Twilight happened? Should Bella have been changed here? No. <laughs> no, because then we wouldn't have had any of the other books. No, we would. We would have had an amazing trilogy or saga, sorry, of her life as a vampire, because that was much more interesting. <sighs> and that's when we actually liked Bella. She became a woman of her own. You are right, and you are right that maybe that would have been a better story, and yeah. maybe it would have been better representation for all the yeah. young people reading it, and maybe it would have made people feel better and live their lives better and would have been better overall for society. But ten years later, we wouldn't have got What the Forks. And... Which world do you want to live in? <laughs> Thank you for joining us for chapter 23 of Life and Death. Join us next time for chapter 24, Change.
You can find us on social media by searching at ForksCast. And you can rate, review, and subscribe to What the Forks wherever you listen. Until next time, take care and wear a mask. And remember, keep your powerful essence away from me. <laughs>